Hey, and welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, the only feminist scrapbooking show on the planet, where we discuss the amazing ways that people are documenting their lives today. I'm your host, Kristen Tweedale, aka Are You Kristen Feminist Scrapbooker. This is the season of Habit, brought to you by the Awesome Ladies Project community. Download our free app at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash app. Hey, and welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast. Today I've got Megan Anderson on the show. She's going to be joining me every now and then when we've got some really cool things to discuss. Hey Meg, what's up? I am super excited to be talking to you. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty cool to be like a occasional intermittent co-host. It's going to be best. Uh, yeah. You're one of my favorite people to talk a- to. Especially about important things. And this one, I think, is a really good jumping-in topic that we've got today. Good starter one for me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you want to tell people about yourself since it's been a little bit since we've had you on the show? Yeah. Since the show's, so you know. So if I... Yeah, since it's been on a little break and then... My... So I've been on twice before. If I seem familiar, if you want to go listen... Back to the other episodes, there's uh, episode 25, which was Crafting and Kids, and then uh, episode 67, which was the season three finale. That was the Working Smarter, Not Harder, Still Hard to Say in the Right Order season. <laughs> uh, he had so much trouble with that. Uh, yeah, that was, the words in there. <laughs> that was not a, so, an easy to say series. Yeah, yeah. So that... That one was in March 2019, and I started to listen back to it. I haven't finished it yet, and it just seems like this weird twilight zone because my life is radically different, and also it seems like actual, well, light years is a distance, not a time, but that's what my brain did, so I don't know what I'm supposed to say that's true instead, but a really long time, really long time ago. It's very weird. 2019, Um, that is... The before times. Yes, the before times. So you um, might remember my pocket scrapbooking. I stopped sharing my scrapbooking online. So if you don't know me from several years ago, you, you, don't, you don't know what things look like. And I am planning on, uh, I went on a big uh, memory keeping hiatus because of an injury and moving and a lot of wonky stuff, but I'm starting to get back into it, and so I'll be sharing stuff pretty much exclusively on the Awesome Ladies project, because the internet is creepy, and I don't want to get that personal, like, on social media anymore. Yeah, I totally get that. I really do. It's one of the reasons why I developed the app, because we tell, you know, when you're scrapbooking, you're telling stories that are about you, about your family, about, you know, if you have kids, you're telling stories about your kids. Um, and maybe you don't want to put that out there for the general public. For And it's not even just the general public. Maybe you don't want specific people to see that on your social media. It's really, a lot of it is because I read the magazine Wired. Yeah. And if you do that... If you start to understand a little bit more about how our current technology works and the implications of things, like 
you know, it's stuff that sounds like conspiracy theories and paranoid and like it sounds really paranoid, but it's just true. So kind of learning more about how um, like big data with photos. Yes. Works. The metadata in photos. The metadata in your photos is one of the reasons I will not put almost any photo on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then also just trying to, like, project into the future how, like, what I share can impact my kids mm-hmm. later on down the line. And I do, if I share anything online about them, I ask their permission. First we talk about it, but then they can't. They don't understand at this point, like, all the implications right. of what agreeing to that could mean. And um, my life also just got to be about more things that aren't just my story to tell. Um, like, kind of a cascade effect of everybody in my family getting, like, diagnosed with special needs kind of stuff. And so that has that has been huge central part of my life and I don't want to not share that in my memory keeping so that I'm not sharing it online but I also don't want to have to like scour everything everything and make sure that I'm blurring everything out that probably shouldn't be shared um and a part of it is the way that I scrapbook too I love pocket scrapbooking I um I do everything. It's like organized in a chronological order, but I don't scrapbook actually chronologically. Um, just organizing it there gives me kind of a framework to work off of. And so I could have a ton of stuff to share if I'm just sharing, like pick, if I were picking out the parts that are my story alone and making separate projects out of that. But I don't want to change the format that I like just to feel more Appease the internet sharing. yeah i would rather just like not teach memory keeping classes anymore than have to figure that out well i think that that's a really great segue into our topic today mm-hmm. um so today we're going to be talking about just setting yourself up for success um crafting your own personal journey towards success in whatever projects that you are out to endeavor right now. And Meg, you've taken an amazing turn towards writing. And I'd love to talk to you about how you've crafted your success in writing. But over the years, you have crafted so many different projects. And you've created lots of different ways to set up boundaries set up parameters for those projects and i'd love to get into all of them and i think the first thing i want to talk about because you talked about this already is you need to be able to set up realistic goals for yourself because your life is impacted by lots of things around you you know you might be telling your story you might be scrapbooking your story but that doesn't mean that your life is completely in your control. I think the last two years have proved that our lives are wildly out of our control. And so the first topic I want to chat about today is how do we set up 
goals in a way that actually works for our lives. So I think that some people might think that it's weird to frame a hobby in terms of goals. But for me, if I'm not very intentional, if I don't set a goal, I'm not going to do the thing because I'm doing all of the things. So if I'm not carving out space for something that is a hobby, then I'm, I'm not going to do it. And so having things that I'm setting up blocks of time or having um, it kind of integrated into a routine is how I'm going to get things done, how I'm going to motivate myself, and then how I'm going to let the people that are around me know that it's a priority. It's prioritizing uh, the hobby, basically. And so um, the what my goals are are going to shift drastically depending on what is happening in my life. And um, I've been a very prolific scrapbooker in the past, and then I'm coming off of a huge hiatus, and I think that that would stress a lot of people out to feel like they have this big backlog. But I know that like there's going to be a day this month where I spend the entire day scrapbooking, and I scrapbook like four months worth of stuff. And like that that's fine. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter when I make the things as long as I have the documentation. So for me, the main goal is always the documentation part because I can always do something with it later. But if I don't have photos or words or um, some things to jog my memory in some way, it's just going to be a haze. And so I can't make something later if I don't have something to base it off of. So... Um, I'm intentional about it more sometimes than other times, but because I have been so intentional and goal-oriented in the past, like, uh, I don't know, in 2011, I did a photo a day project, and now I take more than a photo a day, and I don't even think about it, but it's like I've trained myself at this point. And if I'm not being intentional, maybe like, you know, I'll go back for last year and I'll be like, wow, there's an entire week with like no pictures of my kids. They don't need pictures of them that week. They don't care. There's a billion pictures of them. That's not saying anything about how much you care about them or how important they are to me or anything. But I like having pictures of them in every spread or at least some of them. So it's not going to be the like probably my favorite result, but it doesn't, but I still have enough to work with. Yeah. So I totally agree with you on having something to jog your memory. I think that's so important. I think we're living right now in just information overload all the time, constantly. There is just so much being thrown at us. And if we want to remember the things that are important to us... There has to be a some type of small system for us to make sure that we at least start our documenting. Um, and so for me, every week I do a weekly review. We have the weekly review inside the Awesome Ladies Project. And so we get together on Friday nights and spend a half an hour 
and we just jot down a couple of the important things that happened each week. And that way we have like a, a little library of, you know, what everyday stories happened. Did you go on any adventures? What photos did you take? And you know, did you get any scrapbooking supplies? Because it's, it's really good to take an inventory of the stuff that you got. Mm-hmm. Because then you know. Um, and all that stuff, it doesn't have to exist inside your brain then. You don't have to worry about remembering because you've put it in a, another place. And then when you want to go back and scrapbook September or October, you've already put it in a place that exists. You know, whether that be... And everybody at the Awesome Ladies Project does it a little bit different. Um, I do it in an app called Craft. Uh, some people do it in a Google Doc. Some people do it in a, just a regular journal. Uh, some people take that time to actually do a scrapbooking memory planner spread. But spending that time, you know, and you can do it even a photo a day. Like, just having that little routine, this is what Thursday 3 is great for. Mm-hmm. But like you were saying, you need to have, if it's not in the routine, it doesn't happen. If it's not in the calendar, it doesn't happen. And I think we have this this little, a little, um guilt about mm-hmm. putting the routine uh, putting the habit in the calendar mm-hmm. because then we are giving it space we are giving it time we are giving it attention and that means that it's valuable to us and when we treat our hobbies with value that means we're treating ourselves with value and society tells us that's not okay mm-hmm And it's absolutely, like, it's not to guilt anyone. Like, I don't want anyone to hear this and be like, oh, no, I don't have a record already of my entire life. I failed at memory keeping. Well, first first of all, you probably do. You just don't think about the places where you can go to mine for information. Like, um, I don't use all of these things all of the time, but I know that these are all the things I'm about to list are resources that I can use to go back if I want more detail, like maybe for something like a week in the life or a day in the life where I didn't actually take any notes, but I want more detail for the memory keeping that I have. But you can mine emails, social media, texts, like my texts with my friends are searchable, so I can search a subject and like I already told you the whole story in our group chat, so I can just <laughs> copy and paste that. Um, Planners, I always have my calendar pulled up when um, I'm scrapbooking and or like notes to yourself. So there's a lot of document documenting that we're already doing that we don't even think about as documenting. And that's really helpful and useful for times in my life where I'm kind of falling off or being less intentional. But when I am intentional, I like the result better. The kinds of things I'm just, I'm thinking about what do I want to remember? And so what I'm recording is different. And the format changes what the content is as well. For Thursday 3, I that completely changed the kind of things that I was recording because it's a lot more introspective. It's things that there wouldn't necessarily be a photo representation of 
for me to think about sharing it if I'm documenting it down the line. A lot of them are more things that are going on in my head or, or feelings. So because that's an intentional practice, the actual documentation that I get out of that is different. And that's pretty, pretty cool. And also you don't have to record every second of your life, but I do. <laughs> well, right. It's so funny. See, I love talking to you because we are, we're so similar in so many ways. And then we're so different in so many other ways. Um, like I'm very private in a lot of ways. Like I have a very specific online boundaries like I have very specific things that I scrapbook I have very specific things that I do online I have very specific things that I say online um those expand a lot if you're um on the app or you're in the community because that's not like sure yes someone could absolutely screenshot what I say in the app someone could absolutely record what I'm saying on a daily pages live stream and put it on the open internet and like I would never be embarrassed or ashamed of what I say but it's also, there's also a 10, 20, 30,000% less chance of it going viral, like the wrong people seeing it and mm -hmm. just getting like, you know, dudes DMing you the wrong things, hate, hate, like the, the stuff, the bad stuff that happens on the internet to women all the time. Right. Like people can search a keyword on Twitter and the people who specifically exactly. hate what you're Correct. saying will find you with the right. specific it, intention of tearing you down. Correct. The people who literally sit in their mom's basement just to do that all day because they have nothing better to do. For, like, those people don't go and join my app to do that. Like, that's not, that is why the app exists, so that you can share safely and tell the stories of your life and also make cool friends. Um, which I think really helps with, you know, setting yourself up for success. Because one of the really cool things about scrapbooking is sharing the thing that you made. Like, it's really mm -hmm. fun. Like, and it's not just scrapbooking. It's all, all creative art. Like, you know, if you, if you write a song, if you do watercolors, if you, you know, Legos, when you're done, you want to share it with somebody. Oh my God, look at this cool thing that I made. And, and it's so much more fun if you're sharing it with somebody who knows, who's like in the niche, who people knows who what get it. went into it, who knows what it means, like who can tell what it means to you. Yes. Like my, like Jake, my husband, he's going to love a scrapbook page and he's going to be nice about it and he's going to say nice things, but he is not going to care about it the same way that you care about it. Like he's caring about it because he cares about me, not because he cares about out the thing for itself right exactly it's different 100 percent. it is it is different which is why it's great to find your people exactly and that really helps with success not just in like one there's accountability there's just is accountability like thursday three it helps to share your photo because there are people who are kind of expecting my photo like that. Mm -hmm. it, if I only took the picture for myself, then it would be easier to just shrug off. Mm -hmm. And I, I do do that sometimes. So I will do a Thursday three and back pocket it and keep it to myself. 
when it's something that I want to remember that is very private to me. Sure. So um, I did that quite a bit while um, we were fostering my youngest. Like that happened a lot because I couldn't share the just what felt like the vast majority of what was going on. I was gonna in say my life. pretty much anything. Right. Like. Like, legally couldn't. Right. Not just ethically couldn't. Like, it was both, but also legally couldn't, which is, an ex- like, a, an additional layer. Um, so it's not that you, you can't do that, but I forget way more when I'm in that space when I'm just doing it for myself than Correct. if I'm sharing it. I completely agree. And, and it's fun to chat with people. You really get to know... Some lovely, lovely people who honestly don't also don't necessarily scrapbook. Mm-hmm. And it's a wider part of the Awesome Ladies community that happens on Instagram. But pulling it back into the actual ALP app, one of the things that I've been saying a lot inside the community is talking about this concept of minimum viable success. And this idea of when you are going and creating like realistic goals for yourself, actually creating like what does a realistic goal look like for say, um, like week in the life for Allie Edwards week in the life project that's coming up in June. What is the minimum viable project that I am willing to accept as a success and like be brutally honest with yourself Because I think so many times when we are thinking about projects, we create vague ideas of what success looks like instead of saying... Or very aspirational ideas, which it's fine to have a reach goal, but then sometimes you get dejected and you are no longer motivated to continue if you can't at that whatever level you envisioned well yeah and i think that that's exactly it right you people have the i what is the ideal goal and if i don't hit ideal then everything is a failure and mm-hmm. like that's just bullshit like just straight up that mm-hmm. is if that is what you are telling yourself you will fail every time and and, and a lot Seriously. of times when we're doing that we're picturing the best versions of ourselves and like whatever best means to like you, like when you're being self-critical. So like memory keeping wise, like the best version of myself is not sustainable or even healthy to continue doing. Like sometimes I'm like really excited and intense and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But if I was that level of excited and intense all the time, then other areas of my life would suffer. So I can't expect that Correct. from myself on a regular basis, the very best thing that I think that I've ever done. Um, like you got to kind of find in, you, you got to have a minimum to, of what's acceptable to you so that you motivate yourself basically. But like, it's good to think about like an average of where you're at and that's what you're shooting for. If you get a little below that, that's fine. Yeah, and but just if you understand what the idealized version is, like what is the actual ideal version that you can complete of this project? And mm-hmm. like be realistic with what is the actual idealized version that I can complete. 
because mm -hmm. we see all of these ideal projects on Instagram. So many of them are from design teams where designers get all of the product sent to them for free. Um, if you want to shell out all of the money for all of the product, it's going to set you back so much money, which again is another thing right. that is not sustainable. Mm -hmm. So you need to figure out what is your idealized version of this project with time, with mm -hmm. the supplies that you are willing to buy, with the space that you have. Because I don't think a lot of the times we don't think about space constraints. Mm -hmm. If you want to create a huge, big, epic project with all these layers and all these different things, you need space to have all of that stuff out. So that is one of the things I've been thinking about a lot. So I moved almost a year ago. Um, but so we thought we were moving um, in 2020, packed up everything. Um, took, most of my scrapbooking stuff was in my in-laws basement because it was temperature controlled and our storage unit wasn't. Um, got a, like a million offers rejected. Gave up, moved all the stuff back, figured out that we should, like, financially, it made no sense not to move. Packed, like, I just started unpacking the scrapbooking stuff, packed it back up again. <laughs> so that there was, like, a whole year there where everything was in boxes. It doesn't seem like anywhere near as much stuff when it's on collapses. But let me tell you when it's in boxes. It is... I have so much scrapbooking stuff. I have a mind-boggling amount. And part of most of its albums, like since I started doing pocket scrapbooking, I have four 12 by 12 albums a year. Four. They're very heavy. I make mini books too. Like they're for like the years where I'm on it. There's the four scrapbooks a year plus vacation mini books and 30 days of list mini books and a separate December daily mini book. Um, and also some random things. It's, it's a lot. Of stuff. I have space for that because I live in the Midwest and where I'm at, the houses are larger, but I still don't even have space for that forever unless I just want like a room that's like a library with a bunch of stacks. So what I'm probably going to do is I'm probably going to digitize. I, I prefer physical scrapbooking to digital scrapbooking. So I'm probably going to digitize my old ones so that they can be in thin little books and then just keep using the same albums to make physical scrapbooks. And then when I need to reduce space, digitize them. But I, I didn't care about how much stuff it was until I had to move it. <laughs> yeah. Stuff Three times. Stuff accumulates really quickly. Mm-hmm. I also went on a buying freeze after that, and I just bought myself, um, I don't need anything else but ink and photo paper and, like, things like pens and adhesive for probably ever, but I bought a kit um, to motivate myself to do something, and then also because I still don't know off the top of my head where everything is to have something that is contained and I'm familiar with to work with which is a good way to because getting started is harder once you're going it's fine so that's like my getting started treat to myself but yes space matters space matters a lot
yeah, space is one of those things that we don't really think of as a constraint until we're in it. What, Kristen, for you in general, not like for maybe a specific project kind of represents the minimum viable success versus like the moderate kind of Goldilocks zone versus your ideal? Well, I think the whole thing for me is always a spectrum. And defining the two ends of the spectrum, like what am what is the least I'm willing to accept? And what does the best version of this actually look like? And really anywhere in the middle is fine. Mm-hmm. And continuing to look at those two versions of like, what is the best version of this look like? And in any type of project, you're always going to be breaking down that project into smaller chunks. Even if it's just a daily page. Like, a daily page is always going to have, like, one sticker plus something else. So, what's the ideal version of a daily page that just has two stickers? Well, just two really cool stickers. So, breaking down each project into smaller chunks... And then taking each chunk and saying, okay, well, what's, where does this fit on the spectrum of minimum viable success and idealized success? And if we think about it like school, minimum viable success is, you know, like a 60. You passed? Yeah, like, honestly, like a 60. Because here's the thing. You... We are all people who are going to get A pluses on on some of these tests. We just are. Like that's who that is who we are. Some of the some of the time we're going to hit a home run. So some of our projects and some of the pieces of the project, it's okay if we get a D on it, especially if it's part of the project that we kind of aren't great at or don't want to put that much effort into especially if it lets us move on to the part of the project that we're really excited about Mm -hmm. that's not saying i'm not saying you should shoot for your minimum viable success i'm always shooting for if we if we think about it as a line you know you got your straight line And you've got your minimum viable success at one end. You've got your idealized viable success at the other end. I'm always shooting for about 75% towards idealized. Mostly because if you shoot for for that three-quarter mark, sometimes you're just going to fall forward and you're going to land into something that's absolutely amazing. It's going to be fantastic. Sometimes you're going to fall backwards. And, and, you know, it's just going to like, blah. Sometimes you're going to have, you're just going to, sometimes you're just going to show up and you're going to be like, oh, cool. I have so much extra energy today. I've got all the, I've got all the moves. I'm here. I'm ready. And you can give 110%. And that idealized version that you thought about when you had the original idea isn't even as good as your new idea. Mm. Which brings me to 
our next topic, which is you need to be able to craft a plan that you're willing to change. Because when you set out and make your first plan, you have you don't know all the information. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of outlines. I'm a huge outline person. I'm a huge mind map person. Um, mind maps really work for me because the visuals remind me that this information is flowing. And that information pops out of other information. You have no control over so much of the stuff that happens around you. So if you try to create a plan, and then a whole bunch of stuff happens that you have absolutely no control over, and you go to stick to your plan, and then you're like, oh, I failed because I didn't do a good job sticking to my plan. You need to give yourself permission to change the plan. Things are going to change that are out of your control. So for me, a lot of my planning around memory keeping is about reducing friction. So figuring out the parts that don't make me feel good, making them easier um, or that are frustrating or um, kind of the roadblocks. Like if I am avoiding it for some reason or I haven't done it for a while or it doesn't feel fun or good, like what, what is it that's causing that and what can I do? to remove that obstacle for myself in the future. So one of the big things with me lately um, has been my photo system, like getting the photos to a centralized place is not a part of memory keeping that I enjoy. However, I do really enjoy having them from a lot of different sources. So like there'll be some from my phone and my husband's phone and um, sometimes from the big camera, the DSLR, not so much lately, sometimes from the iPad or like now I have a teenager. So sometimes she's taking pictures of things as well. So having all of these photos on my computer where I can start my process of organizing them to print them is my roadblock right now. So they used, I used to have them set up so that they, everything but the DSLR, which we, I didn't use as much, so it didn't really matter automatically went into photos. Since um, I've had live photos for several years, it doesn't do that anymore. Um, and I also can't just like drag and select wide swaths of photos to import because there's also videos and that would slow down the program a lot. But I'm also not willing to turn off live photo because I love that it can save a photo where somebody is blinking um, you can change it and edit it. And then I also use one of the documenting things that I do is um, the app one photo or one second every day. So at the end of the year, I have like a second for it, from every day ish, like I'll steal from other days that doesn't bother me. Last year, I didn't put that together until the end of the year. But because of live photos, I, I didn't have to remember to take a video ever. I was able to do that project at the very end of the year with like no effort whatsoever until the very end. So I really like having live photos. I just hate how it messes up my process. So now instead of being like, okay, well you have to have like your photo library all the way filled 
when you start. I'm just worried about the chunk of time that I'm working on right now. And I'm not batching anything because it was getting to be too stressful for me to batch things and batch working worked and now it doesn't. And so I'm not doing it. Maybe it'll work again in the future, but I know that's what my roadblock is and I'm changing my process to make it work for now. All right. So setting yourself up for success is about what makes it easy for you. So like putting all the memorabilia in the albums is making it easier for you. And like doing my chronological album on Friday nights makes it easier for me. Having a different slot for different projects makes, you know, things easier on my calendar. And so crafting your success is about the things that make it easier in your life, whatever your life looks like. And so it doesn't matter if you do daily pages. It doesn't matter if you do traditional scrapbooking. It doesn't matter what your memory keeping looks like. Creating different goals and plans is only going to work. And it's going to work really well. It's going to do great things. It's going to allow you to do the things that you want to do. If you're honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. You just have to be realistic with you know, what it is that's going on in your life, how you want to actually create the projects that you want to create and just making it happen. And there's lots of really cool accountability measures at the Awesome Ladies Project. We have different hangouts that you can join us in um, Friday and Saturday. We have different uh, community hangouts where you can drop in. There's the sticker club where if you just share your projects and come and chat with us on the app, We'll send you a free sticker, uh, literally. You don't have to pay anything at all. You just come and do some cool stuff. And there's an exclusive sticker each month that you can earn. And we'll just send you right in the mail. That'll be really awesome. And I think the last point that I really, really, really want to make about crafting your success is that it doesn't have to look like anyone else's. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to look like it used to look for you. Right. It's going to change. Like, it's definitely going to change. It might change from season to season. Like, if you're a teacher, it's definitely going to look different in the summer. Mm-hmm. It, as we figure out what the changing world looks like, your priorities are going to shift. The things you want to document are going to shift. It's going to change how you want to document your life, which is going to change the goals that you have, which is going to change the way that you want to set yourself up for success. And this is all when you make these decisions, it makes it so much easier because then you don't have to make any of the decisions while you're actually creating, Mm -hmm. which means you get to spend that decision energy instead of the decision fatigue, you get to spend that decision energy on much cooler things. Mm-hmm. which is fun and exciting. And you get to spend it on picking out the products you love, uh, deciding what color goes where and which paper is uh, the prettiest. And it's so much more fun to spend your decision energy on that stuff than, oh, well, what photo 
Do I have to use? What size is it supposed to be? Did I print it out yet? Do I have the memorabilia? When you set all those parameters ahead and you decide like, oh, well, this is what I want it to be. These are the goals that I have for this project and everything's set up and you have your space. Everything else just flows a little bit easier. Are you ready to get into currently? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Meg. What are you watching? I filled out my card. We just finished Station Eleven. It took. It takes a very long time for Jake and I to get through adult television, and I'm really excited that we finished it. It was so good. It was good. Uh, also, the little girl looks a lot like you. The little girl and is so cute. not very many people look a lot like you. Uh, She's so cute. Not very many people look a lot like me. That is true. Mm-mm. We just finished watching Outer Range, which I loved. It is very weird. Um, but I'm a huge fan. What are you currently reading? Um... For fiction, Mexican Gothic, short stories, revelations, and nonfiction, unmasking autism. Awesome. I started reading Ink and Bone again because everything I want is on hold at the library. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, everything. I have like eight eight books on hold at the library and they're all like in varying, you know, four to... It, after 12 weeks, it just says long. Long wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I know. It's, But that's fine. That's fine. It's fine. That's, I'm, I'm good with reading this again. What are you listening to? Um, my friends uh, in the band The Sexy Accident just released a new EP called New Roulette. And um, they're having me write a review of it. Oh, fun. Listening to that, like, a lot. That's awesome. I can write my first music review. Cool. It's a little intimidating. Oh, you'll do a great job. Oh, Oh, I know. It'll be fine. But, like, I'm still going to have my friend who used to professionally write music reviews look over it and make sure I didn't use the word wrong. Because, like, do I know what a bridge is all the way? I feel like I sort of do. I I picked these things up from, like, connotation, not because I, like officially learned it so as long as i have somebody looking over it, it's fine that sounds perfect i have been listening to a bunch of weird stuff actually i'm just like random new music um my favorite band lawrence just released an acoustic version of their really popular song right now so i've been listening to that a lot um and this pop singer and I don't even remember her name right now she's a everyone calls her a tiktok star but I don't think that's fair um it's this song called reckless driver and I just can't get it out of my head it's really good what are you making uh Jake and I are building a chicken coop cool um I'm making like just tons of website stuff tons of what we're doing a brand new refresh of the website a new version of the website and an update to the app for June 1st. Really fun changes. It'll be great. What are you feeling? I put wobbly. Okay. 
think I did that. Like, oh, I had a stressful couple days, and so I just feel like, I don't know, like teetery, off kilter. I feel better now since we've been talking, but I know like when it's like that, I just need to be gentle with myself and do drastically less. Yeah. Drastically less. Exactly. Um, I have been feeling okay. It is uh, the day that I take my headache shot. Uh, so usually I have headaches because the last month's headache shot is wearing off. So I took some headache medicine this morning and I actually don't have a headache now, but that's, that's usually where I'm at. So I'm feeling okay. What are you planning? Um, I'm working on an essay on the importance of having imaginary friends as an adult, but it's a lie. Your imaginary friend is yourself. You just pretend you're a friend, so you take care of yourself because the advice I give myself is much worse than the advice I give my friends. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. (laughs) I am planning two things. One is... uh, 30 Days of Showing Up, which is a new class at the Awesome Ladies Project. Um, It is going to be fantastic. Registration will open in the next couple of weeks, and we will start showing up on June 1st. And you can do something, whatever it is you want. I will be doing daily pages, and we'll have live lessons each week with really cool topics. I am so excited about the live lessons. They're going to be just really 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 fantastic um i need that i need this yes everyone needs this everyone needs this in their life let me tell you what the topics are going to be so the live lesson topics are going to be finding your rhythm in your values defining success in this season getting the camera in front of you curing what stops you from showing up and crafting a sustainable creative practice it is going to be sounds amazing it's going to be delightful and we're going to have a great community inside the ALP app or on the website, whatever one you're on, it's the same thing. Um, I still have yet to figure out a great way of saying the app and the website at the same time. So that's what I'm planning. And then also later in the summer, we're having the awesome ladies live scrapbook festival online. It's going to be great. There are going to be so many amazing things. Uh, we're going to have one of the things we decided on today is going to be a game called beat the clock daily pages event. So we'll set a timer and you'll have to make a daily page in a set amount of time. And then everyone will share their daily pages. So super That's excited fun. for that one. That'll be a really fun one. Uh, and we'll have a new logo from M. Randall. It'll be delightful. Ooh. I can't wait. Uh, so what are you loving? Uh, my new craft space setup. So... Um, I moved everything around so that there's a lot more natural light and it feels a lot better. Awesome. Natural light is the best. I am loving my second iPad. Uh, it feels very extra. It felt very extra as I was saying it. And, um, anytime that I said that I got a new iPad from everyone to to anyone, everyone was like, Oh, what happened to your old iPad? And then I realized I had to start saying, I bought an extra iPad. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I bought the iPad mini so that I could keep my iPad Pro as like a desktop, as like a a Mac laptop. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I bought the mini so that I could use the Apple Pencil on it all the time. 
And I was thinking, am I really just going to use two iPads all the time? And the answer is yes, I use two iPads all day while I sit in front of a giant computer with two monitors. Um, and if that seems weird or extra, I just remind myself that I own a startup company that has an app. It depends. Yeah, it just depends on what the work is. Like Jake is in his office downstairs. He's a software engineer. So he has like, I don't know, four or five screens, a laptop, a phone and an iPad right by him. Right. Like yeah. that's, that's the whole thing is that it I makes literally, sense. right. I, I own a. Because those things remove friction. And well, if, yeah. if you can, if you are able to throw money at the problem, then it's not a problem and not everybody is like it's a privileged thing and it's you know that that was the thing is that but i looked at the price of the ipad mini and then i looked at like some subscriptions that i didn't love that weren't serving Mm -hmm. me anymore Mm -hmm. and i was like oh i could just get rid of this one subscription and that's the cost of the ipad because i was just going to wait until you know i needed a reward or a treat and you know let the business get me a reward or a treat but then I was like, oh, wait, I could just get this now and use it and cancel, yeah. you know, zero like, out some expenses this way. And it's... That's what I did when I invaluable. wanted a better camera for my phone. Yep. I just gave up some stuff that I didn't care about as much. Right? Like, and then I, I've been asking myself, is this worth this? And I'm like, absolutely. Yes. And the answer mm-hmm. is like, yes, 10 out of 10 every time. All right. This has been amazing and wonderful. I am so glad that you are here to chat. Everybody, please head over to the Awesome Ladies Project. Join the app. It's free. We have a great community. Um, It's where we chat about the episodes. And it's where you can share all your creative projects, where you can share about your creative struggles. It's where you can share and make lots of new friends and earn stickers just by hanging out. You can go to theawesomeladiesproject.com slash app to learn more and download it on your iPhone or your Google Android phone. We've got them both. And if you're not a phone person, you can just go to theawesomeladiesproject.com and play with us on the computer. It's pretty much the exact same thing. All right. Meg, thanks for being here. We'll talk again soon. You've been amazing. Everybody else, have a great week. And I'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.